Welcome to Nas Reviews, this is Brian, your host, and today we're looking at another anthology. This one's called Chillerama. <clears throat> it's gonna get kind of vulgar, kind of lewd, kind of risque, so that's a, a warning if you uh, are offended easily. But this is a horror comedy, so it's all supposed to be in good fun. So the setup for this one is the last night of a drive-in theater, and this one is one that plays old B-horror movies, and each of the segments is a little bit different, kind of like they have a, a different kind of style. This movie falls in and out of a style, like as you watch it as well, and I like it. It's fun transitioning. So the overstory isn't just people on the last night of um, this movie theater, a zombie outbreak happens in the overstory, and we get snippets of it between each segment. There's four segments, but really there's only three, and I'll explain. Well, I'll just say it now. The last segment's so worthless that it's probably not worth watching. Just saying. I'll explain more later. So this has quite a few actors you've seen before. We have Ray Wise, Eric Roberts of all people, Lynn Shays in a couple of the segments. We got the the lanky nerdy dude from Dodgeball, the one that gets with the Ukrainian dodgeball player from the other team. He's also the game developer in Grandma's Boy. And the owner of the movie theater, I can't think of his name, but once you see him, you'll be like, oh, that guy. He's one of those kind of guys. So these are pretty absurd. I'll give a, a basic segment breakdown since I told you what the overworld is or the overstory is. The first segment's called Wadzilla. A guy has a low sperm count, so he gets some medication to help with that. And it it's like an old 50s monster movie is the way this one's set up. <laughs> it's pretty fun. The next one is So I Was a Teenage Werebear. And it's about this kid who's a jock and he's struggling with his sexuality and he gets bit by a werebear. Yeah, if you're offended by gay slurs, you're going to want to not go to that one because it's literally what the whole thing's about. And then we have the diary of Anne Frankenstein where Anne Frank's family has a diary to create the ultimate Jew and Hitler might get his hands on it. And then the fourth one is just literal shit. If you like shit humor, you'll probably like it. But I stopped liking shit humor like, I don't know, over 20 years ago? <laughs> and I literally mean people are getting shit on in that segment. Unfortunately, it's intercut with the movie theater plotline, so you actually have to watch most of it, and that sucks. But overall, I think this anthology is great. The Overworld Story and Wadzilla are, they make it for me. Price of admission right there. But the gay werebear is pretty fun because it's like a 50s musical with um, the leader of the werebears is like uh, like Fonzie or any greaser type sort of thing. And then the Diary of Anne Frankenstein is it's a take it or leave it type of situation because parts of it are fun, but then it goes too far with the same joke. I can explain more later, but it's just, it gets old a little bit quick. And that one's like young Frankenstein music, fucking black and white, that type of thing. And then I already told you about the shit segment. So overall, we got the main story's a winner, the first story's a winner, the second story's pretty funny, and then the fourth one is a take it or leave it, or the... The third one is a take it or leave it, and the, the fourth one is a just why. You could have just cut this out of the movie, and you would have had a much better, shorter movie, because it's a two-hour long movie. So, let's get into this overview. So, we start off in a cemetery, and Floyd 
is bitching at his dead wife's burial spot. And this is where it's like pretty stylized, black and white. And he digs her up and you get to see her. And she's definitely a person in uh, dead person makeup. And he splashes some booze on her and he makes a taking a shot to the face joke and he's trying to get some deadhead and as soon as he pulls his junk out she comes to life and bites his balls off and his dick and he punches her head in and gets this blue goo over his hole and then he gets called from work and gets yelled at for being late and he's off to the movie theater so at the movie theater we have a a husband and wife with their baby who's breastfeeding it's vaguely important for later and they're joking around because he doesn't get laid anymore because of the kid, but they seem relatively happy. Then we go to, I don't remember which order this is in. I'm doing this one off the top of my head. Then we cut to the main friend group, which is the chick who's in love with one of the dudes. The main dude who's in love with the chick, but they don't know it yet. And then their buddy who has the car. And he's got the hots for the concession stand lady. And then we get to that dude's brother who's a fucking raging piece of shit. Entitled asshole. He's like, I'm going to be a manager, so I'm the best. And his girlfriend is hot. And that's, she. she's hot and she likes Ryan. And Ryan is dude's brother, the one with the car. And uh, yeah, that's about it for her. And then we have the main guy that runs the whole place that yells at Floyd for looking like a fucking zombie. Tells him to clean his shit up. So they start the movie. All right. We have the main guy, his name's Miles of Wadzilla, and he has to go to Ray Wise, who's a a doctor, and they look at his sperm sample because he went to go donate sperm and he got rejected and told to go to the hospital. And we get to see a sperm sample from a healthy person, and it's just like little schools of sperm underneath the microscope. And then he's like, now here's your sperm, Miles. And it's one sperm, slowly squeaking across the slide. So the doctor recommends an experimental drug called spermap, sperma something. That's beside the point. The point is, instead of making it create more sperm, like I'm sure a real drug would try to do, it strengthens the sperm that he has. So the next day, at he takes it, and Ron Jeremy is on the TV, and Ron Jeremy's in the next segment. It makes, in, <laughs> in the next segment, he's totally in a porno, which is funny because reasons but in this one he's just on a kids tv show as the host as a clown captain fatso i think was his name anyway he meets up with his buddy work buddy and they're going to take the train to work and the friend sets up miles with his wife's friend who's like new to town or freshly single or whatever so while they're on the train this lady and i'm the nurses and the doctors this lady everybody in this movie that has boobs or this segment i should say that has boobs are pushed up cleavage 100 percent objectifying all of these women so he goes to light her cigarette and his balls start to hurt and his buddy's like wow you just twisted a vein in your testicles you'll be fine so then they're in a meeting at work and a new employee comes in at a meeting and she bends over in front of him and his balls start to hurt again so then he goes to the doctor and dr ray is like we're gonna need a sample so then he starts jerking off for the magazine and a wilhelm scream happens and ray wise is all like what the hell's going on and they go into the room and he's like let's get your sample under the microscope so we can see what's happening and miles is like i don't think you're gonna need a microscope and hands the cup over and there's one sperm about the size of a tadpole in it (laughs) and uh he drops the cup and stomps it and he's like stop taking the medicine and as soon as you get aroused jerk off because 
your one sperm is growing to gigantic proportions. So then we go to the blind date. And as soon as she opens the door for him, cleavage is showing. And he has an intense pain in his balls, runs to the bathroom, starts jerking off, calls the friend. And he's like, he twisted his testicle. It'll be fine. So then he squirts out this sperm that's the size of... You ever see a bullfrog tadpole? Because it's bigger now. And it's about twice as big as a bullfrog tadpole. Which is fucking huge for a sperm coming out of your dick. And he tries to flush it down the toilet and it doesn't work. She comes in to a destroyed bathroom. Oh, by the way, him trying to throw it in the toilet is a whole gag on its own. Slippery, nasty gag. And all of these segments are so full of puns and jokes and innuendos and all this shit. It's fucking hilarious. The news broadcast later has a whole bunch of them. Like Operation Wet Spot and fucking... It's great. But anyway, the toilet erupts and it's about the size of a bat, uh, a s- football now. And it chases after him and they run away and she slips and it slides straight up her skirt. And it's trying to do its thing. And he, he rips it off of her. It makes the, the whole pop in the top sound. And uh, he spins it around and throws it out the window. And then we have random bystander number one who is in Texas Chainsaw 3D. She's the friend that's cheating with the main character's boyfriend. And she's also in Death Valley, which is a TV show that was on MTV, I believe. And the lead singer from Power Man 5000 was a producer on it. And it only had one or two seasons and then it got canceled and it's sad. Go watch Death Valley. It's great. It's a horror-themed cop show. Like cops, but with zombies and werewolves and vampires and shit like that. It's good shit. She's buying that one. It's a plot point in the movie. Or in the TV show. But anyways, her dog gets eaten. And then her head gets eaten off. And then we cut to two homeless people. Played by Lloyd's actor and Lynn Shay. And Lynn Shay, or the Lloyd... Homeless Lloyd is like, I'll share some of the roast chicken I found if you give me a hand job. And then she's like, gonna do it, but then gets scared because there's a, a dumpster-sized sperm behind him and bites him in half and his legs run away. And then it jumps into the dumpster and eats Lin Shay. Then we cut to Simon and Luis and there she didn't kick him out after being attacked by a fucking sperm and then they see on the tv show with a reporter with all the fucking puns that his sperm has grown to um we're gonna say king kong sized not the new king kong the old king kong and he's terrorizing the town they're spraying him with gallons and gallons of spermicide and it's doing nothing and general bukaki comes up and is like where is it going by the way that's eric roberts He's General Bukaki, And they realize that it's looking for an, an ovum to fertilize because that's what sperms do. The only ovum big enough would be the Statue of Liberty. So it's making its way to the Statue of Liberty. And we get to see what the Statue of Liberty looks like from the sperm's perspective. And it's totally a chick with titty tassels and a thong doing some suggestive things with her torch. So one of the things they try to do is put a condom over her. And that doesn't work. By the way, this sperm is big enough to pick up cars with its tail, or flagella, flagella, sorry, and uh, eat them and throw them around. So it starts humping the shit out of, because the condom rips because it's a Statue of Liberty. And uh, they start, it starts uh, humping the Statue of Liberty, having a real good time. But then General Bukaki's like, Operation Money Shot. So they blow it the fuck up and it sprays itself all over everybody. Just everybody's bukkakied up and it's in Luisa's mouth and she's a spitter and then they go to kiss and he keeps turning his head away because she has cum on her face which is if you're a dude 
fucking hilarious. I feel your pain, guy. I feel your pain. But they end up kissing at the end. Now, back to the movie theater. Ryan has to go get... Well, they give each other shit because they make fun of Ryan for having the hots for the concession stand lady. But he hasn't talked to her. I know how that goes. But then... He's like, hey, why don't you stop making fun of me because you're in love with the chick in the front seat and you won't say it. He didn't say it like that, but that's what he insinuated. So he goes to concession. They flirt and they're out of butter. So she goes back to get butter. And guess who's back in the room with the butter? Fucking Floyd trying to jerk off his half-eaten off dick and he sticks his nasty zombie bloody gross hand in the butter and that soothes his junk for some reason but she she doesn't see any of that she grabs the butter and now we have a zombie infection going on because everybody's getting popcorn except for the main group the only reason that ryan's getting popcorn now is because his jackass brother stopped him on the way up to the concession for the butter or for the popcorn so he successfully flirts with des and comes back and we get to talk about werebears in the 50s in Malibu. So it opens up with our main character of this story and his girlfriend's basically trying to uh, fuck him and he just will not do it. He's like, we've only known each other for a week. Slow down. And she's like, I'd rather show you my boobs instead and we should probably have sex. And then his dad, his brother and his dad come up into his van and are like, hey, you should probably be having sex right now. And then they have a song because he looks away at the beach and he's watching... Two ripped shirtless men frolicking in the waves and she starts singing about how he always looks away. They don't really say what he's always looking away to, but we know what it is. And then his part of the song is, I'm just settling for you right now, so I'm going to keep looking away. And he walks towards uh, the hot guys. And then Talon, he's the, the greaser guy I was talking about earlier. He grabs onto his hand and pulls him across as a, a vehicle comes up and totally fucking pops the girlfriend's head like a zit a bloody zit just she's not dead though she's just brain dead for part of the movie and it's the jockey fucking piece of shit guy who hit her and he makes fun of talon for being gay without actually saying that and the main character whose name i don't even remember he's the worst singer in this whole fucking segment (laughs) he also admits that he likes playing with dude's balls Just throwing that out there. So instead of taking the girl to the hospital, he takes her to the gypsy, who's Lin Shay. And Lin Shay, like, bandages her brain up, kind of. And Talon walks by, and he has a fantasy about Talon. You know the the scene where you have the two people, I don't know what movie this is from, but it's referenced in fucking everything, where you have the guy and the girl, and they're running on the beach, and they're gonna run to each other and fucking kiss or whatever. It's that, but he runs past her and goes straight to Talon, and then he snaps out of it while Lin Shea is calling him beasts and shit. And it's Talon and his two twins that are like his lackeys. So then, they're wrestling, it's a school thing, and Talon wrestles the main character and bites his ass. So, now he's a werebear too. He's singing in the the locker rooms to himself, and the locker coach is like, Boy, you need to talk about something? And he goes to suck his dick, because he's about to be molested by a teacher. And then, the werebear comes up, because you turn into a werebear when you're aroused. So he was aroused by the guy gonna suck his dick, and he pops his head, explodes his fucking head all over himself. There's an eyeball on his shoulder, the whistle's on the other shoulder. It's fucking great. Talon and the other werebears come and clean up the mess, and the jocks come in, and they're like, we're gonna teach you guys a lesson. And the the lesson is rape, you guys. They're gonna rape the gay out of him. 
Unfortunately for them, Talon gets turned on and turns into a werebear. And their transformation isn't like, I'm a fucking were- I'm, I'm a bear now. It's literally like bear face paint with changed out teeth and BDSM gear. They turn into different actors too, by the way. Bigger, buffer, more hairy actors. <laughs> in BDSM gear with painted on werewolf faces, basically. And uh, Talon turns the tables and uh, rapes a hole through his body with his bear dick. It looks like lipstick. And the other two kill all the kids that were helping with plugging them up, as they call it. And our main character is appalled and horrified by the situation. And Talon's like, it's what we do. It's what we do. So he runs back to the gypsy and gets called a homo by the girl because he gets turned on by a picture of a buff dude. And then Talon ambushes him in his van and they do this like singing dance thing where it's like, love, 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 bit me on the ass. And Talon's plan is to kill everybody at the gathering tonight. So our main character has to stop it. So we cut to the gathering and Talon is singing Pretty much telling everybody they're going to turn into werebears and fucking murder them. And main character comes in. Lin Shay gives him a silver baseball bat. And he starts looking at Ron Jeremy porn. Not Ron Jeremy having sex with a girl. I'm talking Ron Jeremy as now in BDSM gear. Fucking hilarious. And he werebears out. And the group, he tries to, to do it peacefully. It doesn't work out. And then everybody starts getting mauled while he gets knocked out by Talon. And Lin Shay gets the baseball bat and knocks out the twins. And then it turns into a silver-shaped dildo. And yeah, he uses it on Talon until he bucks him to death with it. And then it's over. Not much happens in the the story, the middle, the main story. Nothing much happens at the movie theater. Ryan's back, so then the other dude that wants to get with the chick leaves and goes and talks to the main guy. And then they start the diary of Anne Frankenstein. This one, this one has the kid for mom or grandma's boy, but he's he's Hitler. And when he speaks, I'm pretty sure everybody. I don't know German, you guys, and I know for a fact that he's not speaking German. He's just make it Germany sounding. I don't know if anybody else in the segment speaks German. It doesn't sound like it, but he's real bad at it. It's kind of funny for a while, but then it. It wears out its welcome after a while. But here's what happens. Anne Frank is reading a book that he f- that she found, and it's the diary of Anne Frankenstein. Whatever. The Nazis come in, take the book, and kill everyone. And then he orders one of the Nazis to write a diary and say it's Anne Frank so they can sell it after the war and make millions, which is pretty funny, to be honest. So we cut to the Führer's capital. There's three rooms in this segment. So we're going to the office room and his concubine is very cheaty and very flirty. Basically, she fucks everybody. She even gropes the shit out of the creature. So we're going to rush through this a little bit because look, man, I can only remember what people not a good reader, you guys. And this whole thing is subtitled. So basically what happens is he makes the most rabbi Jewish looking Frankenstein you've ever seen in your entire life. He's played by Kane Hodder, by the way. And he teaches him how to walk. He teaches him how to be scary. But he can't get him to kill until everybody's pressuring him to kill, kill, kill. And he sees a bunch of Jewish things that are stereotypically Jewish things. And he also... He did the taxes for the Nazis. He fucking re-strategized taking over Poland. And he did something else. You know, he's the perfect Jew, basically. But he finally snaps and he he rips one guy's arm off. Or he rips one guy's head off. He throws a dreidel down someone's throat. He pops the lady's head. And then Hitler runs away and locks the door. So he just walks around the set. And then they start wrestling. 
And they break through the other side of the set and they go back to Anne Frank's house. And then he rips off Hitler's arm and smacks his head off with it. And it's over. Cut to the fucking asshole brother who's getting a beejer in the car. And he's, I'm never going to understand this in movies. Why when he's getting a blowjob does it look like he's in pain? Don't, I never understand that in anything I ever see. It's like, dude, that is the opposite emotion. Anyway, what happens is he's turned into a zombie, a fucking rapey zombie. These zombies are rapey zombies, you guys. And he uh, blows a load in her mouth. It's a blue load. And she's not happy about that until he just breaks her neck and he gets some deadhead. And at this point, a lot of random people are zombies just milling around. So then we start the next segment, which I don't recommend watching. You see a pair of boobs, but you see a bunch of boobs in this movie. They're zombie boobs, but they're boobs. Just saying. We even have a pair of boobs look at us at one point in time. So the shit segment happens, and then everybody's... The couple with the kid, like, he squeezes her boobs until blood sprays... Or blood. And still, until the milk sprays him in the face while she rips off his dick. Everybody's raping people apart and having sex with the stumps. And Ryan runs to go save Dez... But Dez has been infected and they run into the back room and he says fuck it because his dick fought for him, which I totally get it. But he has the keys. So they kill Lloyd, who's trying to take advantage of the guy that runs the place and they shoot him in the dick. Their weakness is either the brain or ovaries or the balls. That's where you got to shoot him. So the chick seduces Ryan, zombie Ryan to get the keys and they run to their car and they're about to get got and the main guy comes up and literally shoots a bunch of zombies so they can get to the car to leave and he basically shoots them with movie quotes i think his last one was rosebud motherfucker but there's a get to the chopper there's i'm too old for this shit there's yippee kaye motherfucker tons tons and tons of movie references and quotes throughout this entire movie you probably get a kick out of it like i did so they get to the car and uh they can't kill each other because they ran out of bullets so they're just gonna bang because the kid is a virgin he's been waiting for her and then it pans out and we're at the screening for chillerama and it has miles from the first one talking with a few people and it has paxton from hostel you know the main guy from hostel who got criticized the actor probably didn't get criticized but the writing uh he says gay a lot in hostile he calls everything gay to like an extremely annoying obnoxious level so they make fun of him a little bit by saying he's gay which is funny and as they're leaving the movie theater you see that it's all the actors are coming out of the movie theater and that's really cool to see i ran down pretty quick on this one but totally go watch it if you're in if you're into this if you don't mind this lewd horrific shit it's totally worth watching if you don't get a kick out of that kind of stuff fucking just don't watch it at all whatsoever it's not worth two hours if you can't get a kick out of that sort of thing so that's gonna be it for this week i have no idea what i'm going to be watching next but i'm starting to do little preview things on tiktok where I tell you what I'm doing this week when I figure after I've watched it for the first time, just to give little tidbits. Like this week, I I put out a pre-warning about how this movie is a little bit more explicit than it needs to be, and how if you don't have a dark or sexual sense of humor, you're gonna want to pass on this one. So things like that I put on TikTok. So if you want to know that, it's there. All my social media crap is all nausea reviews, by the way. All right, hope you all have a good week and bye.